Welcome to the Porter Group Podcast. Today we're finishing up our three-part series on maximizing your property. Today the conversation is about pricing your house to sell. I hope it's really, really helpful. Let's get right in. Yeah, so I guess this morning I just wanted to talk, I wanted to start off with, you know, as an agent, how do you price a property? What are the things you use? What are some things that people might not expect that go into pricing a property or stuff like that? Right. Um, well, there obviously most people are aware of the MLS, the multiple listing service. That's a wonderful tool for us to have as realtors because we can get in there and we can really pull up mm-hmm. all that data and then interpret it. Yeah. Um, and then we, we have other tools that are just available to us as realtors in that, you know, within our companies, we have our sales and to be able to see the properties that have sold that were um, what we call not an arm's length sale. So they were maybe a family sale, a transfer. Um, yeah. So, and you, and you kind of know, you know, after you've been selling in an area for a while and you see the trends and you see why people are moving into areas, you can learn to price a property based on buyer expectations for that uh, community and like schools within the community. You know, schools are always a big thing, and so I'm using that a lot, but yeah. schools within a community, people don't want to move to be, able, to be a, a quote-unquote walker, you know, to a school yeah. uh, to be that close. And, you know, we've got an example in the community where I currently live that we have a neighborhood that's positioned directly in the middle, in between a elementary school and the middle school for the entire community. And so if you buy a home in that neighborhood, your child can be a walker to school from kindergarten all the way to eighth grade, you know. Wow. And yeah. that's super desirable to a lot of people. And needless to say, those properties in that neighborhood <laughs> fly off the shelf, you know. <laughs> right, right. So it's interesting. I had the thought uh, when I, I was just thinking about this podcast, I had thought, you know, a lot of times sellers think that they determine what their house is going to sell for. And so yeah. I was curious, you know, who who or what determines the price of a home? Well, you know, ultimately the market is going to determine the price mm-hmm. of the home, but buyers are they they are going to determine what they'll pay within that market. So right. a buyer is generally going to have a realtor who's going to interpret the market for them. And they'll have a comfort level of what that property, where it fits in the market, right? Right, yeah. So a buyer is going to determine, hey, what I'm willing to pay, what what is a value to me for this home in this market? So that's what we're doing when we're pricing it. We're trying to determine, hey, what's the value of this home in this market? We want to maximize it. And we want this buyer to see that value, right? Right. So then the seller on on the opposite side the seller looks at the market and, and they determine where their property fits in the market and mm-hmm. then they can determine what they're going to accept. So what you're trying to do is get a meeting of the minds. You know, right. you're trying to get a buyer and a seller who come to a meeting of the minds that see the value of this property in the market. I mean, that's what mm-hmm. you're trying to do. And then 90, what, 90% of people are going to have a, a mortgage and so that's going to dictate that an appraisal is going to be done on the property. Mm-hmm. And and sometimes even if it's a cash buyer, you know, a cash buyer will will uh, make it contingent on appraised value. So right. you're going to have an appraisal, and an appraiser is going to come in and they're going to interpret the market, you know, based on 
the solds. Un unbiased, third on. party. Yeah. There you go. Yep. Yeah. yeah. So it's kind of a, you know, you've got a, you've got different dynamics within a market. You've got buyers looking for value in the market. You've got sellers looking to maximize the value in the market. And you've got appraisers coming in and saying, hey, this is the market, you know, within, mm -hmm. within, within, you know, realistic parameters, you know, there's not one price. That's the, that's the whole thing. You know, there's yeah. not one price for a, for a property, you know, right. there's just not one price. So, so everybody's got to come to a meeting of the minds on it. That know? actually brings me to the, actually a point that's on down a uh, topic that's on down on our list here, but let's go ahead and talk about it. How motivation affects pricing properties in the market and, you know, motivation by seller and motivation by the buyers at large, you know, like for a seller, it's a absolutely motivation plays a big factor. If right. I go into a listing appointment and a seller has to has just accepted a new position, a job in uh -huh. another city, and it is, say it's May or June in the year, and he's got to be there in uh, September, in ninety days, you know, from mm -hmm. where he is now. Well, his motivation is to get it sold within a certain time period, you know. And if I go in and it's somebody saying, hey, we want to downsize, if the right buyer comes along, you know, we'll sell our house. That's two totally different motivations. So right. that does affect, you know, the way some people will price a home. Still wanting to price it within the market, you know, and not be unrealistic right. on, a, on a price point. But it does affect it. So Right. Cool. Well, let's just jump into uh, pricing. I mean, obviously the podcast is about pricing your house to sell. So what are the, what are the big, what's the biggest mistake you see people making when pricing their property to sell? Yeah. Um, you know, overpricing a house is probably the biggest mistake or is the biggest mistake because you, if you overprice a home, um, I mean, if you underprice a home, you know, we'll make you homeless because we're going to sell it yeah. quickly. And right. so that's, you know, and, and, and for some people, you know, their motivation may be super high and they just, they, they're willing to price it in the market that is below the market because they need to get it sold. And for whatever reason, right. you know, that uh, five it just needs to happen. That, yeah. Whatever yep. that gap is, that $5,000 or $10,000 mm -hmm. or whatever it is, depending on obviously the house is worth is worth less than them, less to them than getting it done within 30 days. Oh yeah. You know? Oh yeah. You know, your you mortgage may be, you, your mm -hmm. mortgage may be $4,000. You know, it's like, well, well, if I wait a month to get an extra $4,000, that's a wash, you know? It's, it's a wash. Uh, you know, I've got to be somewhere. Uh, it's an estate. You might have heirs that are from out of town. You know, mm -hmm. there's holding cost, you know, to any mm -hmm. property. So, so pricing a property to sell or, you know, under pricing, pricing it under the market is definitely a strategy for some people because it yeah. fits within their end game, right? So that's not really a mistake. It's a, it's a conscious decision, an informed decision mm. that a seller will make. Overpricing, however, is, is a mistake because there's really no advantage to overpricing a property, you know? Right. Um, if you're not, if you don't have high motivation and you're just wanting to kind of test the market and see what it is and you overprice your property and you put it out there on the market, then you're going to get multiple problems that are going to happen. One being long days on market, the other being multiple showings probably because, you know, when we put a house on the market, we go full bore with our aggressive marketing strategy and it's going to be out there. And right. there's a high probability that they'll have showings depending on how far they are off the mark. 
they're not going to get offers maybe. So it's really frustrating mm. for a seller to go through a process of readying the house, showing the house, getting feedback, no offers over and over again, you know. Mm -hmm. And then the house gets the house gets old on the market and then you, then that starts creating problems with buyers, you know. They're going to start wondering about the house, so it's a it's a big problem. It, it just sort of builds and gets exponentially worse yeah. in several different areas, you know, with the buyer, you know, they're trying to figure out why has this house not sold? You know, what's wrong with it? Um, right. Know, that kind of thing. It's just <clears throat> yeah. wrong on market. You're thinking, mm -hmm. I mean, I like this house. Why is it not sold? Why is it I not mean, selling? Yeah. yeah. Assuming yeah. that... Is there something wrong? You know? Right. Yeah. yeah. What am, I need to go in here and I need to, I'm a buyer and I've got to have, now my radar's up. You know, and I'm looking, instead of looking at the value of the home, I'm looking for the problem with the home, you know, mm -hmm. and then that creates, that creates kind of an issue. So let's talk about, you, you overpriced your home. Let's say you have a home and it's, mm -hmm. you look at it as an agent and you say, hey, this home's going to sell between right at 250, you know, mm -hmm. between mm -hmm. 247 and 253, something like that. And right. they say, well, we want to, we want to get 265. Let's put it out there and, and let's see what happens. I mean, well, you, you've got days on market, you're overpriced, <clears throat> you're, and you're probably not getting as many showings as you want, you know? Mm -hmm. And so what happens is you don't have your home out there in the bracket it needs to be in front of the buyers that need to see it. it it's like if I'm, if I'm a house that's going to sell plus or minus 250 mm -hmm. and, and I've got it priced up at 265 then home home buyers are looking maybe at 265 to 275 houses and in a, in, in a market that can be a very different house from a 250 house you know mm -hmm. you could be talking about like two and a half baths versus two baths and we all know when you have a little brood of children, you know, that half bath is important you know, yeah. sometimes. So, you know, and people are willing to pay for it. And that is an amenity that's, that, that is in that higher priced home. So right. those people that are looking are comparing you with those other homes and you're not comparing. So right. they, you're not getting showings. And the people who are looking for the two bath home that's priced correctly aren't seeing it because you're overpriced, right? Right. So you've got to get back down in the bracket and get in front of the buyers because agents who are buyers agents are are diligently looking for the value in the home for their buyer and they right. are they are consulting that buyer uh informing them about the homes that they're looking at and you know they're going to say hey if you want this value then this this home is not it's it's overpriced so mm -hmm. you're not going to get the showings, you know, so right. that's, that's what's going to happen. Those days on market get longer and longer and longer. So and even if you do seller, get the right buy, even if you, you know, buy some miracle or whatever, you get, you price, mm -hmm. you overprice, you're outside of your uh -huh. competition or what you right. should be competing against. Even if you do get right. the right buyer in there, they're going to have an agent with them saying, hey, if you love this house, let's buy it. But this house is actually let's buy worth it right. X. Yeah. yeah. Let's yeah, not pay let's what you're not right. getting. Yeah. And that buyer, you know, you're setting an expectation as a seller. You're setting an expectation with a buyer that they've got to get a deal now, you know. Uh -huh. And so then what happens is you're not negotiating to a win-win on the value of that property. That seller who's, who's priced too high is insulted on a, 
on an offer that's actually within the market. You know, right. so it's it's terrible to be priced too high, get insulted. Then the buyer feels like they're overpaying if they pay X price. Right. And so you can't get to that good win-win on the purchase, the mm -hmm. value of the Which is interesting because even, you know, you say, yeah, in a, in a crazy seller's market, you can price a little high and, and maybe be able to hold that price a little bit, all that kind of stuff. But the interesting thing uh -huh. is, is that even in today's market, like now's the time to get serious and get your get lots of competition on your house, you know? Oh, yeah. Even, even yeah. though, yeah, we could price a little bit higher and maybe hold the line uh, and maybe get that that way or something like that, mm -hmm. I still would not mm -hmm. recommend that to anybody. I would say, hey, let's, let's price in our market. Let's be competitive because the competition out there is crazy. And if we are well-priced and we get a couple we'll of interested buyers... We'll create, yep. the market is going to pay for the house what the market's going to pay for the house. If you underprice Absolutely. the house, you know, if you mess up and underprice the house by a little bit or, or, or just price it competitively, you're, it's, if the real value is higher than that, it'll get driven up. On the, same yeah. as, on the same end, if you overprice the house, it's going to come down because people aren't going to be willing to pay. You're going, and, and obviously, like you said, there's a range, but you're going to get market price for your house, you know? You will. You will. <coughs> Absolutely. That's a great point. Absolutely. And, and even people, you know, that like we talked about earlier that are really motivated, maybe they have to move um, or they've got another house and they've got to sell in a certain amount of time. Um, even them, like you said, pr pricing strategy of being a little bit below the market to get it sold quickly doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to leave a, a lot of money on the table. Absolutely you know? not. I mean, people There's, always think if I price at a certain place, I'm going to have to come down or I'm going to have to, you know, if I price my home correctly, I've lost my quote unquote negotiation. And absolutely, right. you've usually given yourself wonderful negotiation because people come in and realize the value of the property, you know? Mm -hmm. And so they're like, oh, great, you know? Oh, my goodness, we better snap this one up. And by the way, this house is priced correctly. It's in great condition, blah, blah, blah. And let's go ahead and offer 3000 more so we can take this thing off the market. You know, mm -hmm. we see the value there. So you can absolutely get, or you get multiple offers. Um, you know, you put yourself in a great position when you price mm -hmm. your house correctly. You give yourself yeah. a lot of opportunity. Yeah. And negotiation is mm -hmm. such an interesting thing because people are so fixated on purchase price or, you know, the original yeah. offer amount. Yeah. And that, all that is is an agreement that we're going to start negotiating now. Right. You know what I mean? And so it's like, and, and in that negotiation comes repairs and inspections and all that. And so, you know, as a seller, if I'm going to try to overprice and, or just be on the high side, expecting yeah. that I'm going to negotiate down, well, guess what? As soon as I get that quote unquote high asking price, I'm about to start negotiating down. Right. Right. And like you right. said, the mindset is, the seller's already thinking, well, now I'm giving a deal on my house. The buyer's always think, already thinking, I've got to negotiate down because this seller is unrealistic about the value of their property. Mm -hmm. So then you have high tensions. Then, God forbid, there's a repair that needs to be done. Then you've got to <laughs> negotiate that. Then you've got to negotiate, you know, the appraisal doesn't come through. or so. You know, you're just right. setting yourself up for every little thing that could go smoothly, could go bad, if it has a, any kind of little flaw in it. It's one more higher stress on both sides thinking, oh, man, I'm about to get screwed. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Whereas, whereas you, like you're saying, you price your house right where you're putting your, where the buyer understands this seller knows what they have. All of a sudden, when you get that purchase price, both sides are thinking this is a fair price. Mm-hmm.
Now, we're not going into negotiations. We're just trying to get the deal done. We're going right. through the motions. To the end of the deal, we're both willing to pay and accept this, you know? Sure. Which is a yeah. whole other attitude when a repair, whenever you have an inspection and something comes up because something is going to come up, um, mm-hmm. then all of a sudden you're working together to, to keep mm-hmm. that fair price that, that is the market price as opposed to both people fighting and clawing and trying to scrape everything of what's not there, you know? Right. Let, let's, uh, let's finish up with another question or so. And this is going to be mm-hmm. off the notes. But as a seller's agent, seller's agent, mm-hmm. you sell, I don't know, 60 listings a year, something like that. You know, what are the main things, if you're a seller, you're getting ready to sell, about pricing a home, what are the main things you want them to know in order to help them the most? Well, yeah, honestly, Reese, in order to help them the most, I've got to really do some discovery to find out where they are. You know where their mm-hmm. motivation is because I can't I can't help somebody if I don't understand mm-hmm. and I want to set the expectation with them that I truly can maximize their home. You know it's incumbent upon me that all sellers understand where they are in the market, actually what product they have to sell, and then it's incumbent upon me to discover why their motivation to sell. You know so that we can marry the two together and, and make it happen. It's our goal. Uh, not only to do a good job, just because we want to do a good job, but it, it helps everybody all the way around. It gets them in a better place. It gets us in a better place, you know. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, that's interesting. You know, you said, like, some of the things you want to sell to understand is where they're at in the market, what the product is that they have to sell. And I think that plays into kind of those micro markets that we were talking about, whether it's a gay community or, you know, maybe it's just the half bath and it's that much closer to that much closer to an amateur score or whatever, but you want them to understand the product right. they have and, yeah. and you want to understand their motivation because your job is not to sell the house for the most money all the time. A lot That's of times true. it's not the number one thing. It's not the money, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We want to win for our clients. You know, we want to yeah. maximize their property, but at the same time, also knowing that statistically, the faster your house sells, the more value you're going to get for it. That's true. That's you know so what I mean? true. And yeah, I do. I, think, I know exactly what you mean. And, I think that's like an oxymoron that people don't understand a lot of times. Mm-hmm. And they think, mm-hmm. maybe they think um, incorrectly. And some agents, maybe there's bad agents out there too that, oh, they just want to get my house done and over with. It's like, well, I know that statistically, the, the quicker that we sell it, obviously within a range, obviously not just right. completely lowballing, yeah. but intelligently with with data to prove it like the faster we can sell it the more we're going to get bottom line on negotiations Mm -hmm. repairs all that kind of stuff and also Mm -hmm. the less stressful this top three most stressful thing in your life is going to be um i was just going to say that uh you you said that you know getting getting somebody's home sold for the highest value is not always the end game and I was just going to say that that's a whole nother podcast, <laughs> you know, because yeah. I, there, in the past 21 years, there've been a lot of times that, you know, it wasn't really about getting the most for it. There were other reasons, you know, that properties were sold and there were reasons that buyers were chosen, you know? So, yeah. so that's, that's a really interesting thing. There's a lot of stories that we can go to on that. So yeah, well, cool. one day we'll have to talk about that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thanks for listening. I hope that was helpful. Uh, Whether it was or it wasn't, please leave comments uh, below or leave us a review on iTunes. We really want uh, feedback to make this better for you. Also, feel free to check us out at theportergroup.com or on Facebook and Instagram at TPG Memphis. Have a good week.